Gospel reading from the Gospel according to St. John in the 8th chapter. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. This is the good news, the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to start our sermon time this morning with a prayer that's um, become very important to me as a transition pastor. It's in the evening prayer service in our hymnal, in the ELW. Let us pray. O God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending, by paths as yet untrodden, through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we are going, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Love that prayer. But I want to start the sermon today, not only with that prayer, but with a quote. This is going to be familiar to some of you. Keith, Adam, Tracy, I'm looking at you guys. Here's the quote. I love it when a, good, when a plan comes together. Hannibal Smith, A-Team, December 10th, 2014. I love it when a plan comes together. Today, maybe sort of by divine intervention, a plan has come together in a wonderful way. It's our Heritage and Hope Sunday. It is the first of our transition events. In transitional ministry in this synod, the first thing that a congregation does when a pastor leaves is it goes into a place of self-study. It begins to look at its documents, its procedures, everything, all the things that it does. And it gets to a place where it looks at those things with some focus points. And one of those is, what's the heritage? Who are we? Who are our neighbors? What is God calling us to be and to do? Or put another way, where have we been? What has and what continues to shape and form Upper Dublin Lutheran Church. Martin Luther defined, or I'm sorry, Merriam-Webster defines heritage as something transmitted by or acquired from a predecessor. In short, the heritage is our history. It's our triumphs and trials, our blessings and challenges, Everything that has come before, good, bad, and ugly, that has shaped us into the people of God that we are in this place at this time. This event was supposed to take place in September. God just gave us a mighty fortress. I don't know if you guys could hear that, but I could. 
I am inspired. <laughs> this event was supposed to be in September, um, but it was postponed because things happened and we wanted to have a town meeting and to, to work on making sure that everybody knew what was going on in the congregation during this time of COVID where things have been a bit disjointed. Blessed coincidence, because we had to reschedule, it now is today on Reformation Sunday. I love it when a plan comes together. Because Reformation Sunday really is the Sunday where we as Lutherans where those who are products of the Protestant Reformation dig in to our heritage, our history, and the way that that heritage and history gives us hope. It's a day when um, those of us who claim the identity of Lutheran reflects on what it means to bear that name and how we live it in our lives as the people of God. True confession, I am not a lifelong Lutheran. I didn't join the Lutheran church until my senior year in college. Um, I came to this denomination from the Roman Catholic tradition, and so the first time that I experienced Reformation Sunday, I was a tiny bit baffled. I had never experienced or even heard of it before. But then slowly, the story of this day, of this history, of this heritage, became part of my story. It became part of my walk of faith. You probably all know the basic story, right? You've been confirmed, you know a little bit of your Reformation history, so you know that Martin Luther was an Augustinian monk. He became ordained as a Roman Catholic priest. He was devout in his faith. He taught theology, loved his students, but he was tormented. He was tormented in two ways over the course of his early life as a priest. One was a personal torment where he could not imagine with everything that he had learned in his church heritage how he could possibly earn his way to God's kingdom. It was such a torment that it brought him into depression. It was part of his whole faith journey to figure that it could never be. He could never be good enough. His sin was too deep and too persistent. But then as he continued to walk his journey and to teach theology, he also became tormented by the fact that he felt that the church was going in a direction that wasn't quite the direction that he heard from God in Scripture. And so, you know the story. He went to the Word of God. He went into the Bible. He began to translate and to study. He came to the Word of God in the book of Romans, and he had that amazing aha moment that has formed the heritage of our faith ever since. That moment where he realized that it wasn't about what he could do, but about what God had already done for him in Jesus Christ, that that was the place of his salvation, that that was his heritage, that that was his hope. And then he began to call the church to that one firm foundation 
on, what every, on which everything else lies. The church's one foundation in Jesus Christ. The hope which is built on nothing less than Jesus' love. The firm foundation that cannot be shaken. The mighty fortress which is our God. This morning on the altar space, I don't know if you can see it right now, but later on you'll be able to see it again. Oh, there it is. I put some of the symbols of our faith, the faith that is the heritage of we who are Lutherans, the cross front and center, the Bible, those symbols of our sacraments, the chalice, the patent, the baptismal shell. All these things are the parts of the history, the word of God, the heritage that Luther brings us to as a place of our hope. That is what we celebrate on Reformation Sunday. We don't celebrate that we got one over on the Catholic Church. We don't celebrate our being right over and against anyone else. We celebrate that we dwell in hope because of who Jesus is. Luther reminds us to always go back to the word, word alone, and that that word is our place of hope. Our scripture today brings us further into that hope and heritage. John grapples with those who are our uh, devout Jews, his friends, his neighbors, with what it means to be free. We know something about freedom in the United States of America, don't we? We've heard a lot of it in our political rhetoric recently. Freedom to vote, freedom of speech, gun law freedom, mask wearing freedom, freedom to be safe, the freedom to be fed. We are the land of the free. So we need to be careful when we hear the word of God in John's gospel that we don't impose the political rhetoric of our land, that rhetoric of freedom, which is so important to us and which is valuable, but it can't be imposed on this particular text. In this text, Jesus talks to the Jewish followers in Jerusalem, and his topic is absolutely clear. His topic is what it means to be freed from the bondage of sin. Those to whom he is addressing have placed themselves and their identity as free in the hands of Abraham, and Jesus wants to take it and put it even more deeply in the hands of the God who is Jesus Christ. He wants them to know that their heritage, their truth, their life, their hope is God's love and grace. In Jeremiah, we're reminded that that word, that the whole word of God's grace and freedom and hope is written on our hearts. We teach it to our children. It's the core of who we are. So maybe that's the place where we bring these things together, where we see that the seed and substance of our story as Upper Dublin Lutheran Church is, in fact, the story of Luther and Reformation history is the story of God's word of grace and hope and freedom and truth. This week I asked people to share some stories 
about their life here at Upper Dublin Lutheran Church. I wish that I could share in full the things that have been sent to me, um, but I really can't because we don't have that kind of time this morning. But maybe I can share a few things. Maybe I can share with you um, Ruth's story, who joined in the 1970s and came for the Sunday school program. Maybe I can share with you how Pastor Tom Cadle was someone who many of the people in this congregation refer to as the pastor when they came into the community, that the church was growing, that what led people here and kept them were friends with the promise of a lasting relationship with God that would be built and would grow in this place, that children of all ages were valued. Maybe I could share with you that as the church grew, people remember that Pastor Al Douglas knew that kids needed the word of God written on their hearts and started a nursery school. That the church grew in such wonderful ways that they had to move to having two pastors instead of one. Livy shares in her story that this was for them a place where children and families could be nurtured and fed in relationship to God. She knew this was the place because of the people she met here, because of the faithful love and service and generosity and gratitude and kindness and inclusivity and integrity and courage. Livy's words that she experienced and continues to experience in this place. The heritage and the history of Upper Dublin Lutheran Church involves being aware of the community, involves building a building not just to stand as a monument, but to be used in ministry. There were challenges in the history. We are living through one of the biggest ones, aren't we? But did you know that early on in the church history, there was a 40-year period where the church was absolutely silent, where there was no worship, where the sacraments took place somewhere else, but that the seed had been planted by the early pastors and people of Upper Dublin Lutheran Church way back to the 1700s, and that when God plants a seed, that seed grows may be dormant for a while, but not able to be squelched because it is God who is in this place. It is God who is in the stories of the Reformation of Abraham and Jesus and Moses and all the stories we learn and teach. It is God in Jesus Christ who is the center of our life. It is this place where we have our truth. God got us here, keeps us here, and is the hope of whatever is to come next. As the prayer I read said, we don't know what it will be, but we know that it is anchored in the word of God, in the hope and heritage that comes from the place where the seed was first planted the germ of an idea that God had in this place, that here 
his word could be planted and grow. He has not removed that dream. And as we tell our history, we tell it in order that it leads us forward to the dream that God has given and continues to give to the hope that will not be quieted. I love it when a plan comes together. Upper Dublin Lutheran Church is God's plan in this place, begun so long ago, but not able to be quieted because it is a heritage born of the word of God in Christ Jesus. It is the amazing grace that God will not let us go. And even COVID-19 and empty pews, but full YouTube will not make us let go of what we have as the people of God in this place. Today we will tell stories. We will hear grace We will hear things that we regret as well as things that we celebrate and we will put it all together and we will ask, God, how will you reform us for the next chapter in the amazing, graceful life of the people of Upper Dublin Lutheran Church? Amen.